Welcome in, everyone, and thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 26th. We got Halloween coming around the corner, and better yet, it's on a Saturday. Let's go. Connor, how do you feel about Halloween? Where do you stand with Halloween? Do you love Halloween, hate Halloween? It's a way for me to uh, exploit the fact that I have a child to get candy for free. Okay, so yes. do you allow your your uh, daughter to keep her candy? I, I do. I do, although I got to tell you, <clears throat> so when she was like, I don't know, I want to say three maybe, like three. She we got did, a razor blade? We did. <laughs> no, we, we, we did something called the Switch Witch. And, uh, and and so the Switch Witch is, you know, it's like the Tooth Fairy or another one of these mythical creatures that comes by at your house at night and removes your candy, but gives you like a couple toys and like a gift card to like go buy more toys, right? And me and Kasia were just like, oh, you know, that what a great idea, Switch Witch. Well, Marley wakes up in the morning and she, she's like, she might have been like two. I mean, she was really little, right? We didn't even think it would even like bother her. She just immediately like starts crying like what 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 happened (laughs) and and you know we didn't want to tell her we did it so we're like yeah the switch switch or whatever dude for like the next three years every time halloween came the switch switch isn't gonna come is it (laughs) you know i mean she's like she was so concerned about the switch switch coming we're like no no sweetie the switch switch is not well how do you know the switch switch isn't coming uh does she like halloween she what does she like halloween still marley uh your daughter yes yeah of course (laughs) Of course, she likes Halloween. Even what with kid doesn't like Halloween. Even with the switch witch, that's what I'm saying. I no. feel like I, it's, so I'm well, like just I'm going to end up cussing with that. She, the switch witch. <laughs> she now knows the switch witch was us and uh, wasn't very amused about it. But no, now now she likes it. Uh, she usually goes with some of her friends. We kind of follow behind just to watch and never be too careful these days. But that's yeah, good. I like Halloween. I like. See, this is the reason you have kids is so that you can do all these things again that, that you like. Makes total sense. Halloween yeah. is the reason I don't have kids. Actually, because <laughs> I love Halloween parties. I mean, it's true. That's that's where it's at. I mean, Halloween's like my favorite holiday of the year. And this actually sounds really terrible. People always tell me I'm like a horrible human being when I say this, but like most holidays revolve around family. And like, don't get me wrong, I like my family. It's it's great to see your family that you don't see them all. But like, once you get married, then you have the extended family. And and then your wife's extended family, then everybody is involved. It's like uh, for Christmas, I got to have like nine Christmases, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it gets to be too much. Where Halloween, it's just that the all name fun. Of a, that should be the name of a movie. Nine Christmases. Nine Christmases. That's Halloween's just one. fun. I get to go party. I get to dress up in a crazy costume. I have a beard that can play so well into so many costumes. Uh-huh. So you always play off of that. So how about you, Soaps? You, uh, you a Halloween fan? Good. Not great. When I was and a you kid, have no kids, correct? I have no kids. Yes. <laughs> I think as a kid, I, I you know that was, that was a very confident answer. Uh, I think the, the struggle that I had as a kid is I'd go and, and I was the guy that always got like the sweet tarts and I would always get like the uh, like the candy necklaces and stuff. Just give me a big, huge, oh, you king size the bar right, right of Snickers and oh, Twix. Yeah, you got to go all, where all the rich all people live. I'm pretty sure yeah. that all the candy I got from Halloween as a kid has made me like addicted as an adult. Like I seriously chocolate. I can never get enough chocolate. Like I, I can't help myself. Yeah. I'm a sweet guy, eat, not a salty eat, guy. Eat, yeah. yeah see, I'm, so. I'm opposite. More salty guy. And nowadays <laughs> though, most parents don't even let the kids keep the candy. It's, it's, it's just a travesty. Oh, uh, we let, I now let her keep it, but I definitely take my fair share. Yeah, sure. And actually Mar- Marley's great about it. She's like, Oh yeah, have at it. You know? Yeah. So my wife tried to decide this year. She's like, Oh, you know, since most of the kids don't ever take, 
take the candy. She always gives stickers and things like that. They love yeah. it. They love they the like stickers. 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 Like, I give it back. And like, again, I'm I think okay. it's because the kids don't get to keep the candy. So like, sweet, I get other things. And so my wife goes, well, maybe stickers. we won't get maybe we won't get candy this year. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I buy that candy, not for these children. So that every time this kid rings the doorbell, I go up and I get a piece of candy. You know, I mean, it's it's nice. It's a treat for me throughout the night. Underrated Halloween candy. Six lids. You guys remember six? Know what that is. Are those even rated? I know. I know what a six. What is, is that? It's, it's like a little. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like a little uh, chocolate ball. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a malted milk ball. They're all almost. different colored, but they're different but colors. They're real small. Oh yeah. It's kind of like a malted whatever, like a malt ball, but like sounds tiny, incredible. Real tiny. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I never. Uh, I'm much more when it comes to candy. I'm much more of like a gummies guy. Like I, li- I like the sour patch. You look like your gummies. The, I like the sour stoner. patch kids and the gummies <laughs> and the like fruity stuff. Uh, no, know? no, not me. I'm a chocolate Anyways. guy. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, happy yeah. Halloween to everyone out there. We're going to have a little bit of a spooky show, uh, bringing in some trick-or-treat oh, stuff with this uh, a little, little game we're going to play later on. Uh, but first, we had a lot of sports going on in Denver last week. We left this show last week with a lot of optimism. And frankly, guys... Didn't turn out so hot, really, for anyone. Avs struggled. Uh, Nuggets struggled. Obviously, the Broncos, it, it's just its a disaster. Um, so uh, I want to start with the Nuggets and kind of get your guys' thoughts. A slow start. Uh, I don't have the record right in front of me. But two and one. Two two and, so they are two and one. one yeah. But... Overall, the the offense is struggling a little bit. Uh, I think some of the the points coming off the bench aren't quite there, what we need to see. So what are your guys' thoughts on what you saw, and are you concerned coming out of that first week? Yeah, you know, I don't want to be too much of a prisoner in the moment, so I'm not going to overreact over this really bad Cavaliers loss at home. Uh, But... It was bad. With that said, that was a terrible loss for for a champion, a team with championship aspirations to lose at home early in the season like this to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It is really not a good look, and and, and the way that they lost too. You know, I think generally speaking, I'm not gonna. It's definitely way too early to press the panic button. But the, you know, there's been some good things and some troubling things about the Nuggets. One good thing is they really have been playing good defense. Okay, I don't. I think uh, with the Cavs game, did they? The Cavs scored ninety-eight points against. I was us? under hundred. I think it was like 98. yeah. So, so the Nuggets through three games have yet to allow a hundred points in a game. So, they, gotta think Mike Malone loves that. He does love that. Michael, 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 Michael. Malone. Michael. So sorry. Yeah. So you, you gotta love the defense. They have a top five defensive rating in the league currently, and it's early after three games, but they're playing good defense so far. Now, the thing that's really concerning there's there's two things that that are really troubling. One. Michael Porter Jr., MP Bay, as as uh, we call him on this show, he has not started off great. He obviously got paid with a really big contract, as as everyone knows, but really he's averaging through three games, eleven points. He is not shooting the ball well, and more than that, I mean, the last two games he's had zero free throws, zero free throw attempts. He's he's gunner. He's kind of turning into. I can't say turning into because that's more of a permanent implication but he's he has been he has shown in these first few games to be just kind of a perimeter player and, and that's not what you pay a max contract michael but porter that jr was some of our complaints uh, of michael porter jr last year and in years past is his inability to drive to the hole to create a shot right off the off the dribble, off the dribble specifically yeah, off the dribble. but but at least in in years past i mean he, and I, you know I, I think he'll still figure it out but but it's been troubling 
to say the least. What do you attribute that to? Why is he struggling to start the year? Do you, is he pressing too much? Do you, is it the defenses against him? Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I don't think it's the defenses against him necessarily. I I think, I think. I mean, hey, we it, people go through shooting slumps. Everybody goes through shooting slumps. So I think there might be a little bit of that going on. He's too good of a shooter to keep going through these. I, I these think slumps. you. I think you're right there. I do think that it's easy to look at it and you see the contract and that's the first thing you go to. Uh, but I really think that it's as simple as that. You give him four or five games, I think he's going to be just fine. Well, uh, but but another issue with it is. So he's not he's not taking very many shots. And I think the Nuggets would have liked to see him take some more shots, but but the shots he's taking are just the three variety. I I need to see we need to see more MPJ cutting off the ball, moving off the ball. I think you might be right when you say he's pressing a little bit. It's it's possible. He gets paid this fatty and and hey, you paid him all this money off of potential, right? And you, and you had to do that. As right. the Nuggets are a franchise that can't afford to not do that. You can't afford to let someone like Michael Porter Jr. with all this talent slip through your fingers and then go be a superstar somewhere. The Nuggets don't have the ability to just bring in all the free agents, you know? So they have to do that. But you give them all that money off of potential. I think it's definitely possible that he's kind of pressing himself a little bit more to be be the star, right? And and maybe he has a little bit more than he can handle on his plate right now. Yeah, I I actually like where the Nuggets are at. Two and one, beat the Suns opener. That was nice. Um, Jokic is obviously just sliding right back into it. 27 points a game, 16 rebounds, four assists. What that tells me is he's he's really sort of owning that scoring load for the Nugs. I think, I guess if I had to point, probably what I'm, I'm most pleased with is Will Barton. Um, I don't dislike nor like love Will Barton. I'm pretty even keel on him, uh, but 43% from three. Uh, he's averaging, you know, four assists a game and he's 15 points a game. So what we're lacking with MPJ, we're getting from... Um, in Barton. So I, I, I like where they're at. If you had to give me a, a grade, I'd say B. Uh, if, if you had to say something I'm disappointed in, Austin Rivers in the limited minutes that he's gotten, 27% under two rebounds a game, one turnover to one assist ratio. Usually that's good. But in this case, I just don't think the minutes warrant that he's got to play better and fast. So what I'm hearing is more bones. Oh, (laughs) I was going to say Austin Rivers has not not looked good in his limited minutes and limited contract guy. So not like there's a bunch of pressure for him. No, but we we definitely has some heat on him to to play better, though. No doubt. Another guy that I, I look at when and again, this is early, but the first few games and it was actually the guy that you, Nick, a couple episodes ago said that you needed him to step up for the Nuggets to do good this year. And that's Monte Morris. And I don't think Monte Morris has been a very good point guard so far through three games. And I would really like to see Monte Morris pick it up a little bit. One thing about Morris that has just always been in his MO as long as he's been with the Nuggets is he is a very low turnover guy. He is a high assist to low turnover guy. Now he's had a couple games with very uncharacteristic for him, you know, three, four, five turnover games. And that's just, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's he's turning the ball over way more than you see Monte Morris do. He, you know, hardly scored any points last game. I think you need a little bit more from Monte Morris from that starting role. And to get to your point, Nick, of, you know, having you need to have Morris step up if the Nuggets are going to really carry their weight until uh, Jamal comes back. See, and I would disagree with you. I know that Monte Morris hasn't necessarily been like an all-star by any means, but we can all agree that that, that Nuggets game against Cavaliers was tough. Tough to watch, a lot of turnovers, really poor shot shot selection. Morris is shooting 12 times a game, five assists a game, turnovers per game. This is per 36, uh, but turnovers a game is right at one. 
So again, excluding the bad Cavs game, I think he's been about what we expected. So again, they're just trying to ride that wave until we can get Murray back. But I see your point. It's so hard not to overreact, though, isn't it? Especially coming in. well, coming it in today. You know, again, it's Tuesday. We just saw yesterday that bad performance, and so it's so easy to to kind of get caught up in that moment. And I do think that really, as fans, it's a long season. You just gotta let some things work themselves out there. I think you're still trying to figure out what this team looks like without Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think too. You know, like you said, it's a long season. There, there's just a couple things they need to pull. I mean, the, the Nuggets need to take care of the ball better. They're they're among the last ranked teams in the NBA right now in turnovers. Definitely not what we expect. They're 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 also you know in the bottom seven eight in offensive rating, and that that is just not characteristic from what we expect from this Nuggets team. I think. They'll clean up the turnovers, more or less. I think Malone's going to settle on a rotation. I think he's trying to go with you know, a typical five-man bench rotation right now because that's ideal for him, right? He wants to, to take out the starters, allow them to rest, put in a bench unit. But I think he's seeing that it's not necessarily working so far. And I think he's going to keep tinkering with it, see if he can get it. But the one thing that... The one thing I would say that just kind of really... I, I wonder about this Nuggets team is how do you get that scoring outside of Nikola Jokic on a consistent night-in, night-out basis? And specifically from that bench, because nobody so far has really kind of popped and show, you know, uh, stood, stood out from the rest as a consistent score. What do you think about that, Nick? I mean, are you, are you at all concerned with the inability to have consistent scoring from these role players outside of Nikola? No, not at all. Like, you, like we just said, MPJ is probably playing and shooting as bad as he could possibly shoot. Aaron Gordon hasn't been particularly awesome. So those are two guys that you would immediately expect to step up. I do think that the sort of ebb and flow of the game, everything runs through Jokic. So if you need him to score points, he's able to get in there and score points. It's just a matter of gelling and it's just going to take a little bit of time. And again, they're going to, there's, we're going to be talking when Murray comes back about how they implement him and who gets cut out of that. So I think you just kind of, you're trying to figure out what works for you in the short run. I will say, I do think there is at least some concern with the lack of scoring power from the bench. And I think that's going to surface itself throughout this season. Now, is that going to be something that derails the Nuggets hopes at, at, at making the playoffs or, or having a high seed going in the playoffs? No, but I think it's going to show up in games against good teams when you need to, you know, you can't, you can't keep your starters in all the time throughout every regular season game. And somebody on the bench whoever that is needs to start to be more of the go-to guy for the Nuggets. Yeah, well, I mean, you just look at that, that bench unit. Faku, now I know he's a fan favorite, but he just, that man they, does they not have the offense. They love putting him <laughs> out there, don't they? <laughs> they do. And, and uh, you know, he, he he's just not going to score. I mean, he's not a scorer. That's, that's not who Faku Campazzo is. And, you know, they're going to have to find that from somewhere. You know, some of these, either Jeff Green, Jamichael Green, are going to have to step up a little bit sometimes, more than likely. You know, and Malone, what, what he was doing, the actually, the, all three of these games, to a certain extent, was he was he was kind of experimenting a little bit with staggering um, Will Barton and Monte... Or, uh, I'm sorry, Will Barton and Michael Porter Jr. to get some minutes with the bench and with the starters. And it seemed to work a little bit. I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to see... What happens with it? Um, I think for me, the, the biggest player is Jermichael Green. You've really got to get some production out of him. He's getting minutes. P.J. Dozier's settling in. He's a younger player. I know he's had some injuries, things like that. Jeff Green is the old man on the squad, so I, you would just kind of hope and expect that. He, he played really well for the Nets last year, so if you can get that production and 
that chemistry, I hate to say, but you really got to, you really got really to get some production from Jamichael Green and PJ Dozier. I think so. Yeah, no doubt. It's a, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. Keep, keep going on this train. You know, they, they definitely have championship aspirations. We still hope Jamal Murray comes back. Did you guys by chance see Michael Malone in his interview after Friday's game against the Spurs? I did not. No, I did not. He did. He did have a line that I thought was interesting. He, he mentioned how somebody asked him along the lines of, you know, Nikola Jokic looking great, blah, 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 right? So something about Nikola Jokic. And Malone offers up, yeah, he's a hell of a player. And, you know, some people on this team are frustrated that we're going to be running so many plays through him. But I'll tell you what, they're going to have to get over it because he is that good of a player. Now, when he said that, my immediate thought goes to one player. Yeah, I think we all I, did, right? The, uh, are you on the same wavelength as me, audience, people in the studio? Who's the one player that you would imagine that Michael Malone's talking about? Michael Porter Jr. Of course. That's where I go to. That's where I go yeah. to. And, so and, 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 I, and that's, not, that's not a statement that is made lightly. He knows what he's doing and what he's saying when he makes it. Same. That's something we talked about in the preseason, the way Michael Malone likes to challenge his team in ways like that. And I think that's him challenging Michael Porter Jr. to find a way to fit into this offense better and right. not have to be a guy that needs to get the ball fed to him over and over again on the perimeter. That He's got to find ways cutting to the basket like you guys talked about, driving to the hole. I think those are different things that he needs to to improve so that he can be a part of this offense and work it through Jokic. Yeah, no, no doubt. I just, it's just something to watch, right? It's just something, this whole dynamic with Michael, I mean, MPJ in the second quarter of the Cleveland game. Oh, excuse me. Got uh, benched, got benched for, he had two fouls, but Michael Malone said afterwards he, he missed an opportunity on a hustle play. Ah, do you think Michael Malone dislikes Michael Porter Jr.? Like, no. Personally, think, deep down, do you think he hates the way he is and the way he plays? I don't think he hates the way he is. I think he particularly thinks that he could play in a way that doesn't necessitate him having the ball in his hands. I think that Michael Porter Jr. is one of those guys that needs the ball in his hand sometimes to score rather than just going and cutting to the basket or getting a bucket or, or getting a putback, things like that. So I think that's what frustrates him. It's it's just tough because you see a guy that's six ten, long arms, great jump shot, and that's had one rebound in that's twenty seven minutes Friday. That's kind of where he's at, you know. And so I think just when you get that kind of contract, expectations are raised. So what you're telling me is it's the dad that's I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. He's the guy that fires the tee ball during baseball or the baseball off the tee right at his son at six years old <laughs> and gets upset when he doesn't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on a little bit here from the Nuggets, sticking with the NBA. I wanted to do a little bit. I, I, I always find it fun um, in a show like this to make kind of ridiculous predictions at this point in the year. Obviously, we are three games into this season for most teams. Nobody really has a, a, a real idea of how this season shapes up. So I think it's a perfect time to give some kind of bold, surprising predictions, right? So we're going to predict the biggest surprises of the NBA season, okay? Got a few of them here. What we're going to start with is who is going to be the surprise team that makes the playoffs? There's one every year. There's one that we don't expect at the beginning of the season. It They typically go on a run at the end of the year. Connor, who is that surprise team for you that makes the playoffs? You know, I'm going to go with the... And I'm not sure if this is such a huge surprise, but... But it's it's it, I think it fits. So I'm going to go the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
I think that Carl Anthony Towns is a really good player, and we tend to sometimes forget how good he actually is. I think you know with him playing really well, they got um, D'Angelo Russell, and then they got who's the other one? Anthony Edwards, and and they're you know they got a nice little trio down there. I think they're playing good basketball again, really early, but I, I like the Minnesota Timberwolves, and and I I could definitely see them making their way into one of the playoff spots in this Western Conference. What do you think of the Timberwolves jerseys, their uniforms? They changed. I don't know when that happened, a year or two, a couple years ago. What do you think? Do you like them? I like them. I don't, I don't hate them. I loved their old, like the uh, Kevin Garnett oh, Timberwolves yeah, that, jerseys. Yeah. Those were so good. And I feel like everyone's going to this weird retro vibe now, and I, I don't know that I'm into it. I, can we bring back like the 90s and 2000s, man? That's that's where I'm at. That's, that's <laughs> this is like days. the theme of Jared's life. I'm sorry. Yep. We, it we're really going is. There. Nostalgia. Okay. <laughs> it's the theme. I have not moved past the year 2000. Yes, all all you okay. listeners out there will understand this. If you just listen to our show, you will understand that Jared's mind lives like 30% in in the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, those were the good old days. Uh, Soaps, who is the surprise team that will make the playoffs this year? If we're reaching, and this is most certainly a reach, I would say the Sacramento Kings. Oh, um, I really yeah. like uh, who they drafted. I think, um, obviously, Tyrese Halliburton is an absolute stud. The, t- the Tristan Thompson pickup's pretty good. They got Buddy Held, three-point shooter, and I think Harrison Barnes is pretty good. So um, I really like that Davian Mitchell pickup. We'll just kind of see how it goes. I know it's super, super early, but they're they're kind of a team for me to to watch on the radar that may, might make some noise. They've been playing good okay. basketball okay. early on. They're one and two, but, yeah, but they look but good. They do look they they look they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're fun. They're Bo- fun. Both of you guys kind of surprisingly went with teams in the West, a very deep West. It's going to be hard to make the playoffs in. I and you'll find this as a theme as we go through this. I'm sticking out east, okay? okay? Because just about anybody out east can Are they make the from the year 2002? Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if they were even a team, actually. I know, I know they were, but they the, the Washington Wizards. I don't know at what point they became the Wizards. No, they made the playoffs last year. You think that's a surprise to repeat? Well, the they lost uh, Russell Westbrook, right? And, and you know, he's he's no longer there, I think. So, you know, you, you see that kind of departure. You would expect well done, a Wizards. team well done. that falls off but I think the opposite I think that he was such a selfish player mm. that this team's really going to come together mm. around Kuzma around Bradley Beal which I think he's hurt right now but once he's back I actually think it's again it's probably not a huge surprise because again the East is terrible you don't even have to have a winning record to make it into the playoffs but I do think the Wizards sneak into the playoffs oh, you know it's interesting so 538 actually has the East projected to have like seven or eight they're wrong they're wrong this year they're wrong everyone knows yeah no but <laughs> my point being I actually think the East is going to be much more you know this I, I will be curious to see yeah. how it goes because last year they it was actually much improved it was compared to better. past years a lot so maybe we are starting to see that even out. I think if we want to flip back to the 90s, <laughs> the, the East was actually probably the better uh, conference for a long time. Um, so, hey, maybe we're seeing it turning the tides and it's getting back there. Uh, on the flip side of it, guys, who is going to miss the playoffs? That will be a big surprise. Soaps. For me, uh, the Trailblazers. Don't really – again, they're one of those teams – they don't really play defense. They're just going to try and bomb threes and, and outplay you in regards to offense. I would hate to say that that there's Damian Lillard's had stuff all around him since last year about getting traded. Does he want out? All this and that. I don't really love Nurkic in the sense that he just can't stay healthy. Um, but I I just don't really see Portland in, in such a deep league uh, making making the playoffs. And I, that's just kind of what I think. Okay, Connor. 
I'm going to go a little bit hotter on the take here. Ooh, I, you know, yeah, it's not hey, necessarily wait, the hottest Wait, give me take. a I'll sizzle. Give, you got a sizzle? Let's see here. No, because I'll, I'll... Oh, the sizzle. Yeah, because, hey, actually, Portland's a good Portland's a good take on there because I was, I was actually... When you asked this question to us, Jared, I was thinking Portland, too, because... They're a team that you never know. I mean, I, I could see Portland falling out of playoff. It's it's weird, uh, you know, and I'll just give a little bit of a, of a tease for the next question is who goes on a deep playoff run. And I considered the Trailblazers both for missing the playoffs and going <laughs> on a deep run. They, you're right, because it, it, they could really go any direction because of Dame Lillard. Uh, so, the, absolutely. So, I'm going to go with this question. The Philadelphia 76ers to miss the playoffs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sizzling. It's hot. Sizzling, hot. baby. That is hot. Uh, is hot. The Sixers were, what, the, the one or two seed last year in the East? I believe the two. Two. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are not going that direction, Connor. Yeah. I. So my, my take is based off the fact that I, I think this whole dumpster fire of a Ben Simmons situation isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So I think you're going to have that distraction over their heads. He's certainly not coming back. As Nick said before, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. I mean, as long as everyone else is healthy, I think that that team's still a top four team in in the East, like easily. Uh, But without Simmons, and then when the inevitable thing happens, I was waiting for it. Joel Embiid goes down for a significant time like he does every year. That is what my prediction is based off of. They're going to have this Ben Simmons hanging over their head, the distraction. Joel Embiid will do what he does every year. He will go down and it'll be up to their guards to try and find some offense. And I just don't... I could see it. Okay, I'm not going to say... I wouldn't go as far as like predict the 76ers are going to miss the playoffs, but I could actually see it happening. If if this whole thing continues and then Joel Embiid misses enough time, it could be a real big shocker of a team to miss the playoffs. All right, Nick, let's make some notes. We're going to go back, and we're going to edit that and cut it to where it says exactly that. Well, to My <laughs> prediction is the 76ers miss the playoffs. Well, to Connor's defense, at least the guards with Ben Simmons not there, at least they'll shoot the rock. Yeah, You know sure. what I mean? Can't, you can't make the shots you don't shoot. Yeah. At least they'll make a free throw. <laughs> <laughs> so my surprise team missing the playoffs. I'm going to go West again, being deep. There's a lot of good teams that are not going to make the playoffs in the West. I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh. Okay, I like Luka Doncic. I think he's a great player, but I just don't know that he has the firepower and that they have the star power to keep up with the rest of the teams in the West. I think they're going to fall behind. Ah, hmm. See, I, I, I disagree with you respectfully there. Okay. I like I like Luca. I think Luca's a. I think Luca's probably my favorite for MVP this year oh. in, in my mind. I I should have thrown wow. that one in there. I didn't even think about that. The surprise MVP. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, MVP that doesn't make the playoffs. MVP that MVP. doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think he'll win MVP if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> but I, I do anticipate them to make the playoffs. But no, that'll be interesting. I I, I could see it. Okay, I could see it. It's like it's like Dwight shooting that that episode. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, I can see that. A million years. Yeah, I can see that. I, I can see all these. <laughs> what things about happening. two million years? Yeah, reasonable. Yeah. And Connor is the designated Dwight Schrute of correct. the show here. Yes, correct. <laughs> As has been clearly established. Oh, all right, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Who is the surprise team that goes on a deep playoff run? You can define deep playoff run however you want. Doesn't mean they have to make the the championship or anything like that just what the team that goes on a deep run that you don't expect okay so i'm gonna go with well i don't know if it's see again the way the way we're wording, oh boy okay. oh boy whoa the way we're wording this question i'm not sure if it's like completely unexpected you know um but i'm gonna go with the chicago bulls i'm gonna go with the okay. chicago bulls i think 
you know, I, I, I really like their roster. They're playing good basketball. I could see them go right now. I mean, obviously they're playing really good basketball right now through four. I think they play four. Yeah, games, they have actually. Played I think four, they're yeah. three and one. Um, they're four and oh. Oh, they're four and oh. Mm. There you go. See, hey. They Look, might go good. undefeated this season. They're <laughs> actually so good. No, really good. I, I really like the addition of DeMar DeRozan and what he's bringing to that team. And they were already pretty good last year. And then you bring in DeMar DeRozan, who's playing good basketball. I think I think they could. Is DeMar DeRozan the uh, Brandon Cooks of the NBA? I think he so. Just like, he's a star. He's great, but like never sticks with teams. He just bounces around. Man. It certainly appears that way. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, um. I'm going to take this uh, in a minute here to another direction about the, the we, we've mentioned it several times here, Connor, about how I agree as you're going through this, it's hard. You're looking at this. It's like, there's a lot of teams kind of close in that. So we're going to go with that in a, in a direction here in a minute, but I want to finish through this, these, the last three questions here. So we got the team that goes in the deep playoff run for you. So oh, for me, it's easy. I think Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte Hornets are by far and away. Um, I hate to say sleeper, with the exception of maybe Milwaukee, I think for me, they're the favorites. I, I would actually disagree with you, Connor. I think regardless of whether Bill's, uh, Bill Ben Simmons plays or does not play is irrelevant to their success. I think Joel Embiid is that good. But other than Milwaukee and Philly, I think the Charlotte Hornets, far and away the best team. LaMelo Ball is better than advertised. Good. Scary Terry's awesome. If Gordon Hayward can stay healthy, they're really good. So for me, that's a team that has a chance to make the conference finals. Now, do you like and Charlotte over Chicago? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Interesting. Vucevic? You're not a Vucevic fan? They're good. I think they're really good. I personally don't necessarily believe that DeMar DeRozan has won at that level to to, to validate that trade being worth it. Oh, Alex, who, Alex, and who on Charlotte has won at that a, level? Alex Caruso. <laughs> I don't necessarily. He's won a ring, but was he the guy? I don't necessarily think that Terry Rozier has been that guy. Uh, LaMelo ball has been a stud Gordon Hayward again, regardless of whatever he's more of a glue guy, wherever they go, they seem to be really, really good. He seems to be playing good basketball again too. So Kelly Oubre jr. Underrated piece for Charlotte. Also definitely no doubt. I like Charlotte. Charlotte's uh, another pick. I really like out East. I I could definitely see Charlotte turning. They're just really, they're just really tall guards that can play all handle the ball, all play different positions. It's kind of like positionless basketball, at, at least in my Well, their opinion. offense is so fun to watch. They just move the ball. And they everywhere. run, and they're unselfish, the whole thing. They kind of they so, remind me a little bit of, of the style of basketball that the Nuggets used to play when we kind of didn't, except for the fact that I think that they have some stars. But when the Nuggets went through that era when we didn't really have a quote-unquote star, and we had like Danilo, Gallinari, and you know how the, the Nuggets, they just moved the ball everywhere, and they ran the floor, and it was really fun to watch. It was a fun brand of basketball. Danilo was that guy that like you kept wanting to see him make that jump, and he just never, never did. quite did. Yeah. Never quite did. I'm actually going to jump on with you. We didn't uh, discuss this beforehand. That's who I had Even down better. as well. Charlotte. I, I absolutely think LaMelo Ball is the real deal. He is the best of the Ball brothers. I think he takes that team deep into the playoffs this year. Um, Connor, surprise breakout star this year. Surprise breakout star. I'm going to go with Jalen Green. I don't know if that's necessarily... He's a rookie. Yeah, but he was expecting... Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Okay, so do you expect rookies to be stars typically? Yeah, occasionally, yeah. I mean, I guess he was, what, second overall Yeah, he was a second overall Definitely top three. Um, Yeah, okay. Let me me put it this... Let me me take it a step further. Jalen Green, fringe all-star player his rookie year. Oh, okay. Okay. I think he's going to make that kind of jump. All right? As a 19-year-old in the league, mind you, who 
skipped college basketball, went to go play G League. I have a feeling he's going to have a huge year. That is my... And he's been playing great. I mean, he just tied the record for three-pointers in a game from a teenager in the NBA. He has a bright future ahead of him. He's a lot of fun to watch, too. So I'm going to kind of jump on that, pick you know that idea. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. You, because you're giving me a little crap here, I'm going to go with yeah. my number two option. Yeah, go number two. Derek White. Okay. Oh. I, I'm okay. going to go Colorado hey, boy. Oh. Guy. Oh. Colorado yeah. boy. Oh. Getting a chance. Maybe, to, maybe a chance to shine a little bit now with uh, uh, DeRozan gone. So Hot take. Hot take alert. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I, I kind of went cheap out, too. I'm going to go with Scotty Barnes. I think he was the number four overall pick. Um, no, he, you're giving me crap. I know. I, I'm Green. just... I, hey. Scotty Barnes throwing that out. Oh, listen to this hot, hot take. But mainly because I think he... And th- this was the other team I considered putting as my surprise uh, team to make the playoffs was Toronto because mm. I think Scotty Barnes carries his team. I think carries them farther than uh, what they're meant to do. And he just... He's a, he's a big, fun guy to watch. You know, he's a big, long dude. So I don't know. I think I think uh, Vance Joseph would approve. <laughs> <laughs> you got anyone? Yeah, you got anything, Soaps? I got one. I wouldn't say necessarily breakout star, but I think is is critical to the success of this team. With Kyrie Irving out, I think Patty Mills has to be that guy for the Brooklyn Nets. They're coming out a little slow. If you watch basketball, you know he's good. He played in the Olympics. He showed out for Australia. But to me, that's the guy that you need to take that next step in order to keep – to, to sort of cover that loss that you got from Kyrie. So, and if you ever watch Patty Mills, really fun guy to watch. Pretty small out there, six one, not very big. So he's able to kind of move around. Vance the court. Joseph does not approve. <laughs> yeah, Vance Joseph definitely does <laughs> not approve. That is not Vance approved. You know, you mentioned the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I just want to ask you real quick: What do you make of uh, Harden's seventeen points per game in the first? Do you think? that his 17 points per game is just a small sample size. That's all it is. Or do you think he really is suffering from the new emphasis on not calling flop? Have you watched the games? I've watched a little. I haven't watched full games. Only, I think, eight total free throws so far. Yeah, it's been awesome. No, I, oh, I you mean, have I watched NBA games? No, have you watched? General? Have you watched any Brooklyn games? I, I've I've just seen some of them. No. So he's definitely struggling from the new rule. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, you definitely have to adjust. I think several stars at this point have said the new rule is definitely an adjustment. If you watch him, it's just you, if you've watched him play, you know what he does. He hooks your arm. He, oh, absolutely. He goes up, he things like out, that. He, he, it's leans wild in, stuff. he leans in. Yeah, and it's just, wild stuff. And they're not calling it. And I love it as a fan. And I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the, the biggest James Harden fan, but I personally enjoy seeing at least again, they can still travel, do a million things that would never happen at any other level. But I, I think he'll be fine. But he's definitely struggling from the new rule for and, sure. And I think it's not necessarily just James Harden too. You go look at some of these other guys across the league that that kind of relied on getting foul calls all the time, and that that typically got to the line a lot. I mean, look at Damian Lillard has 17 points a game right now. Granted, he's not shooting great, which he will turn that up and and be fine. But you look at you know Devin Booker has 18 points a game. Joel Embiid's at 21 points a game, and and he was going to the free throw line a ton last year. Not as much this year so far. It'll just be interesting to see how the league adjusts. I am lo- loving watching these games, though, this year. It is so much more fun to watch games when they are not calling so many ticky-tack fouls that the offense completely initiates. I, I mean, agree. It is, it is so much better for the game of do, basketball. Do you think that sticks? Do you think the refs continue that, or or will we see a, a regression back to that throughout the course of the season? That's a good question. I it's It's really hard to say. You would like to think they would keep this this up. I know it's an entertainment business. It's not so much basketball as it is entertainment. It's hard to say, but I definitely enjoy it more for sure. Okay, last one before we move on from this. The what 
coach would be a surprise coach that gets fired this season? Connor Holscamp. So I'm going to continue with my surprise team to miss the playoffs. And again, because Joel Embiid will go down and the 76ers will miss the playoffs, this situation with Ben Simmons will implode into a fiery He's doubling mess. down. I'm going to go Doc Rivers. Doc, Doc Rivers. Rivers. And that would be a surprise because I don't think anyone expects Doc Rivers to be fired this year. But if they don't make the playoffs, I don't see a way he survives. Oops. So there's already talk that he's going to retire. So I think if the Ooh. train keeps falling off the tracks, I think Greg Popovich maybe will step down midway through the season. That's kind of all I've got. You know, you so got when you said t- he retire, you were talking about Greg Popovich. Right? Greg Popovich. Thank right. you so much. Excellent. Yes. There was there was talk that he wanted to retire. I was being mysterious. Mm. Ooh. But it is a spooky <laughs> episode. So I I he's he's been around forever. His his dynasties are over, things like that. So I think if there was a guy, I think it wouldn't be so much a firing much as it would be a stepping away. I'll give it to so, you. I'll yeah. give it to you on that. Uh, I'm going to go with one. I don't know, honestly, how much of a surprise it is. I mean, I guess it would sort of be a surprise being who he is and, and the, the team. But uh, I'm going to go with Frank Vogel and of the L.A. Lakers, okay? Really? And the reason I'm going to say this is because LeBron loves him. His, uh, you know, He loves to go make make moves with the, the front office and get, get his head coaches out of there. He's done it before. It, it's, it wouldn't be the first time. I know that they're coming off of, of, of from last season. It'd be a shock to see this but I just don't think he's that great of a head coach I don't think I think you could plug anybody in on this team and they're going to be the same team and if their struggles continue like they have early which helps I got to think you're loving this a little bit just a little bit right <laughs> I mean Russell Westbrook is so tough to play with you would think he he needs the ball you I like LeBron I just Russ Westbrook has to be the hardest guy to play with besides James Harden. So if we're sitting here around Christmas, around New Year's, and the Lakers are still struggling, boom, they make a move, they get a spark, and that's how they do it. You know, I'm actually kind of surprised, Jared, that you didn't select the Lakers as your surprise team to miss the playoffs. I thought about it. Same. same. I thought about it. The other team I actually legitimately thought about was the Brooklyn Nets, but they're in the East. Like, of course, they're going to, they can limp into it. But I did think about that with the Lakers, but I won't quite go there. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be fine. I, hey, as long as they are healthy, I, I still think they're going to be. And that's truly I, what it I, I think they're going to still have home court in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see. But but granted, they're also running a nursing home over there. So they may or may not be healthy come playoff time. I mean, well, that's, yeah, that's fair. And, and something I think that keeps kind of getting circled back to throughout this whole discussion is the parity that we're seeing within the NBA. And I've, I have for many, many years, one of the reasons I don't follow the rest of the NBA as closely as I do, say, the NFL is because it, it's kind of a joke. You have the same two or three teams every year that have a chance to win it. I think you go in every year with typically no more than about four teams that have a legitimate hopes to win a championship. This is one of the first years I can remember in some time. You know, maybe you're counting the last couple of years with the bubble and the COVID situation that there's a little bit. Uh, you know more parity then, but who who is that team? There isn't just that. This is the team going to the championship. I mean, you could say maybe it's the Milwaukee Bucks again. You know, coming off of last season, but 
I just don't see it. I, I, I could see any number of about eight teams in the West being you know, in the top, maybe not the top seed, but being a top two or three seed. And and that's crazy for me. I love it. That is what sports should be. I think that's why the NFL is so great. Year after year, there are very few teams that are bad year after year. There's constant turnover at the top. And I think it makes for a better league. Would you guys agree? I mean, this is a, to me a rare scenario for the NBA and I love it. I think for me, what this screams is the Nuggets definitely have a window as a chance to make some real noise. There isn't a super, I mean, there's super teams, but LeBron's old and it's not even LeBron. His, his teammates are just so old. The, the lot of parody. I think I'll still stand by what I say. I think the favorite in the league is by far and away golden state bar none. Other than that, I think the Nuggets definitely have a shot. It's it's interesting that you still say far and away golden state. Cause I, I agree with Jared. I don't know if there is a team I would I would say if Kyrie Irving decides to actually come back and play NBA and, and basketball, just for everybody out there, he the Nets are not he's not playing at all for them, right? I know it was no. only within the state of New York he, that he was designated. He said he he's retired, play. is what he what he said. He plans to retire as of today. He's not playing. He is not playing. We'll as wait of today. till tomorrow and right. It'll change. So I actually would say that there's a decent shot. I, I just have a hunch there's a decent shot that he ends up coming and, and playing basketball for him and. If that happens, then I absolutely think the Brooklyn Nets are the the favorite to win the championship, it, along with you know along with the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks again to repeat. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think last year was kind of this way too. There was there's a lot of wide open. I mean, everyone was saying you know once the Lakers got healthy, but then they never really got healthy. So and and I don't know that they will this year. I think they're gonna deal with those those same injuries. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna go as far as to say they won't make the playoffs though. Well, I'll tell you this much: no team's going to want to play the Lakers if they are somehow. If Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy, even if they're a five or six seed, no one wants to play them. That's like a worst case scenario. Yeah, if you're if you're a three or four seed to end up with that matchup, I, I don't think anybody wants to see that. No. All right, guys, we are going to get into our trick or treat segment here, and then I'm going to see if I can explain this. Ooh. <laughs> That's how we do it. We'll see if we can explain this in a way that actually makes sense, okay? So I'm going to read off a few different statements, okay? And we are going to assume these statements are coming out of my mouth as a fact, okay? (laughs) I am stating them that these are facts. You guys are going to tell me, am I trying to trick you into believing this? Or will this be a nice treat that will come to fruition, okay? So if I'm tricking you, if you think it's a false statement, I'd be tricking you. If you think it's a true statement, it's a treat, okay? Perfect. Just like in the real world. <laughs> the Nuggets will win the Northwest Division. Go ahead, Connor. Trick or treat? Ooh, I'll go. I think it's a trick. I think if the Nuggets win the Northwest uh, Conference, I think we worked way too hard during the regular season, and I think that sets us up for postseason failure. So don't trick me, Good Jared. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a trick, too. Just because I believe I would love that to happen, unlike Trader Nick over here. But uh, I, I definitely think that the I expect the Utah Jazz to take the division. I think they're a really good team, and the Jazz are a regular season team, man. They're they're good in the regular season. They they're they're just a good team in general. They got Defensive Player of the Year. They got great guard play. They got really good team dynamics. I, I mean. I, I think the Utah Jazz are a very dangerous team. Granted, I think that doesn't necessarily mean they won a championship because they don't they don't match up great with some of these teams. Now they match up great with the Nuggets. So somehow it's right. it's not a it not does a good every team just match up great with the Nuggets? Uh, it seems yes. like it, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah, you know, specifically the the teams that have great guard play. We don't necessarily have great defensive guards. 
that can that can stop a bunch of you know three shooters, a bunch of you know pick and pop type guys, um, and then also you know you got the defensive player of the year, so that that's good. But anyways, I'm gonna go trick on okay. that one. Um, the Avalanche will win the President's Cup, and just for a reminder to everyone out there, that means they will have the most total points in the regular season. Hockey goes off of points, not wins and losses. The Avalanche will win the President's Cup. That is also a trick, and here's why. The Avs, every year, focus so much on the regular season, it doesn't matter. As long as you get a top three seed in the playoffs in hockey, it does not matter. So You got to make sure that you're healthy, which they never are. Miko Rantanen, hurt. Ryan Graves, always hurt. Nathan McKinnon, always seems to be battling some sort of injury come playoff time. So just keep the guys healthy coming into playoff time. If we win the President's Cup, same as the Nuggets. We went too hard in the regular season and we'll fall short Now, now just to be clear for the purpose of this game, though, Jared is asking us, do you think that will happen or will that not happen? I think that is what is that. Am I correct in that interpretation there? Sure. Yeah, but I like his philosophical approach. I actually right. really like where you're coming at. So you this. don't think it'll happen. I would be I don't I think it probably won't happen, but I would feel tricked if it did happen because they were just setting ourselves up as a Colorado fan for more disappointment because sometimes when you have these awesome teams like the Avalanche have had you just have to stay healthy and you just have to, you know, you're making the playoffs. If you're the Colorado Avalanche, you know, you have a great team. Why are we not prepping for the playoffs? Again, I know hockey's a little different, but just keep the guys healthy. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it's a trick as well. And the reason I think it's not going to happen is just because statistically speaking, it is way more likely that it doesn't happen. Playing the odds. I like it. Uh, okay, just so you guys know, if you're looking at our rundown, I did tweak it a little bit on a couple of these questions coming up here, so make sure you listen closely, okay? I added okay. some caveats. My eyes there, are closed. Okay? Broncos will be playoff contenders in December. Oh, that is a major trick. No, that's this, this Broncos team is a dumpster fire. It will be a treat if somehow we were able to snag Deshaun Watson which we will discuss a little bit later on. I like the way you're leaving. This is where the advertising plug goes in. (laughs) (laughs) We are a Woos Media podcast. For those of you who uh, aren't familiar with Woos Media, please be sure to find them online. W-O-O-Z-E media.com. That's Woos media.com. All kinds of different sports shows, college football. You got betting shows. We got this one here, obviously a local Colorado show. Check them out. Woos media.com. Love that. Am I going to you now, Connor? Is that what you're Yeah, go to Connor. No, you always both said trick, right? Yep. Trick. Okay. Actually, I feel like all these are tricks. What am I saying? (laughs) Rockies will make winning offseason. I can't even say it. I I literally can't even get it out of my mouth. It's like toothpaste. I just want the words back. Rockies will make winning offseason moves this year. Treat. Ooh. And why? Connor's buying in. Because the Rockies are going to sign John Gray, and they're going to maintain that pitching staff, and they're going to find an old bat or two to come in on the tail end of their career. And the Rockies are going to compete. Where is Albert Pujols? Yeah, give us Albert. And and can he still? I'm not to machine. I'm just Albert. uh, (laughs) sitting at home right now. He's on the Dodgers. Uh, But no. Hey, you know what? I Uh, think my, 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 my brain tells me trick. 
but my heart's gonna gonna keep me rolling on tree. Water gets sucked in every yep. year. Yeah, yep. it's like and, a bad girlfriend. And hey, it's not. It's not like the, I, I don't expect the Rockies to be making the playoffs next year or anything. But I do think that the Rockies have a legitimate shot to be like a 500 baseball team next year. Okay, and I think some a little bit of it. You almost have to keep some perspective. If you look comparatively speaking to last season. There's almost no way they could make worse offseason moves than what they did last year. I love right? that energy. Yes. Good. Love that. Set the bar low and you can move up from there. You can't so, get hurt if the bar's at zero. Yes, it's true. Um, I'll go treat. Oh. Oh. Everyone's getting wow. on board. Hey, let's go, Rockies. We're going to build this <laughs> now, okay? So I have the, no evidence to support my claim. So you just, <laughs> just, your, your heart tells just, you they're yeah. going to make winning moves. Yeah, I just feel season. like we're in a really good spot. We have an amazing stadium. Our pitching. Oh, I said no whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I had it going for a little bit. So, yeah, you, yeah. Okay. Okay. This one's a little bit out of your guys' wheelhouse. I'll jump in if needed, okay? But... Uh, the 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 CU Buffaloes are are also jumping in on the dumpster fire of mm. teams. Okay, so uh, CU football coach Carl Durrell will be fired by the end of the season. Treat, treat. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It should happen. I hope it happens. Why really hasn't it happened quickly. yet? Uh, <laughs> because he's only been there for a year and a half. Yeah, and, all right, too and, long. And it's kind of one of those one of the things. So uh, again. Plug another plug, okay, for Woo's Media. Um, if you guys are our fans of CU Buffs, we don't talk a lot of CU Buffs talk here, but we do have another show that Tyler Walgy, who uh, has joined on the show a few times uh, to talk hockey, talk other things. Uh, he and I do a show uh, that is called Buffs Nation about CU football, and uh, one of the things we talked about on there is, uh, you know, Carl Durrell took over a ship in the middle of a storm. You know, uh, the, their their previous coach Mel Tucker left in February, which is a really weird time for. Coach to leave like right after the recruiting period ends. Uh, they brought in Carl Durrell. You know, he actually did pretty well through the COVID shortened season, and now it's just been a disaster this year. And so in my head going into the season, it's like you gotta give a guy a chance to to see how he how he captains a ship in calm storm or, or in calm weather. Nah. No. Get him uh, out. No, he is creating yeah. the storm no. now. It's getting worse. He it's owns a worse. wave machine um, like at Six Flags and he uh, makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he has got to go. He's not the only one in my mind that got to go Broncos will fire Vic Fangio during the bye week treat woof oh I wish I'm so sick and for those who are asking when is the bye week it's 11 is that week correct? 11 I believe so week we got 11 or 12 like two more games here before the bye week so, uh, so, so I think I think and I'm gonna get to that in a little bit here when we talk Broncos God, I'm about to get sick but I definitely think they should Will they? I don't think so. So I'm tricking you. You think he's, I don't think you so. think I he's think, still coaching I, this team? After I think the bye he week. is coaching this team through the season, and then he'll be gone. What would the what would the benefit be of that? I mean, because like I think we could all, if we're all being honest, he's not here next year, right? Vic Fangio's gone at the end of the year. Yeah, it's week eleven Treat. bye week. By the way, is there any? Yeah, <laughs> is there any any thought in your guys' mind that Vic Fangio is still the coach next year? Uh, if somehow the Broncos go seven don't and three, it. don't say it, and stop. make the playoffs, just stop. I, and that's the thing. It's like, so why not fire him during your bye week? Get a head start on this thing, right? Maybe you do spark your team a little bit. I, I don't know. Anyways, well, we will discuss that. We're gonna actually oh, move on to Broncos. I know that's the, that's it for our trick or treat segment. So have a little bit of fun there. And uh, I guess I tricked you guys quite a bit. It was because, fun until uh, you brought. 
brought that up. I, know, I was having I, a good I time. ruined it. I yeah. ruined it. Maybe we shouldn't. You know, I kind of got away from starting the show with Broncos because it was just a depressing way to start. But maybe it's better than ending the show well, with Broncos where we just leave on a sour. Yeah, because if we if we leave, then I'm angry the entire yeah, drive right? home. So we need to get angry and then work our way down. Okay, the call. so we'll we'll get like in the middle. We're starting yeah. with the Broncos in the yeah. middle there. Okay, I like that idea. I like that. Okay, uh, on to the Broncos. Oh, do we okay. have to? We do. We <laughs> okay, must okay. because it's like the Rockies. All I over. have <laughs> not been more embarrassed as a mm. Broncos fan than watching what I saw Thursday night last week. That is as bad as I can. And, and, and it's not just that they played terribly. They didn't, they didn't play well. They were actually pretty close in the game. They're sort of in the game um, against the Brown scout team. But that's it. That's it right there. I could not tell you most. I mean, case freaking Keenum was out playing our, our, our team. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. The first and, drive was probably the worst Broncos series I've ever seen ever as a Bronco fan. That was a horrible. Was it five plays right down the throat? Yeah, it was a horrible. Yeah, see, and, I think, and, and, I think and then the they're like fifth string like the running back. I've seen. Mm, like, you could definitely point taken. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, just so so disappointing. You the the offense actually goes down, puts up one of their best drives of the year in the fourth quarter to to bring it within three, right? Which is something we haven't seen. We have not seen the offense even in the whole game. They weren't doing anything. Then they go down the whole field. They score. Broncos down by three. There's like. Six minutes left in the game. All you have to do is stop them. And what what did the Browns do? They ran it with a guy named DeForest. That's a nice right name. Down hey, our easy, throats. easy. Hey, the guy was catching mahi mahi for a living. <laughs> all right. And then they called him up and said, "Hey, you want to come run for us?" Uh, who was it? Tatum Bell that sold phones for the Broncos and then came and <laughs> yeah, ran for so, us. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then you just can't stop me. It was so disappointing. It, Third it, and long. It, what it makes me God. think about you, you bring that up, and it's like I, I have to think, and I wasn't counting the guys in the box, but I have to think that that was against a stacked box, which seems to be the narrative of why the Broncos don't run the ball. It's because they're going up against a stacked box, and everyone's targeting. It. Why won't the Broncos run the ball? It's driving me insane. I mean, I, I, especially in a game like hey, this, low scoring, it was, that, it was that, bad that weather. Is, that just sort of emphasizes like what is the actual game plan but with the Broncos? What was it? 12 total rushes? 14 carries, 14. 41 yards. But if you look at Javante Williams individually, he was averaging five yards a carry. I don't uh, get I it. It doesn't say, make sense. To be, to be fair, Javante ran the ball four times. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's just, let's if you want to make a case know. for it, it's, it's <laughs> that he ran it four times. <laughs> you know. No, I time. hear you, Jay. We've been, we've been. I think the, I think entirety of Broncos country has been absolutely begging to well, run the ball. Uh, you know, does does Vic Fangio make a move to try to save his tail and get rid of Pat Shermer? Is that maybe what happens in the, in the bye week? Is <laughs> I, you know, what we see? I'm just looking at Nick's face right now because I'm disgusted. Because so, I'm disgusted. Like, how can you make these excuses? Right. And how can that's you? Right. And I like Teddy Bridgewater. What was it at the podium last week before we played the Browns could hardly get off the podium. This guy could literally hardly get off the podium without limping. Everybody thought he was extremely hurt. We didn't know if he was going to start. So you run the offense around Teddy Bridgewater. It just I don't get yeah, I it. I think 30 plus attempts. I think he was at 33. What, what is the again. like like explain it? You know, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's tough to explain, man. It's it's tough and and you know, you look at that quarterback play, and, and once again, I mean, I know he's hobbled. I know he's injured, right? But if that's the case, I mean, if he is injured to where that's affecting his play this much, then 
you know, I can't imagine how playing him is in the Broncos' best interest. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater couldn't even outduel Case Keenum and the Broncos scout team. We should have kept Case. Man. Um, <laughs> actually, as a matter Joe of Flacco, fact, Joe Flacco was in his prime when you when he came here. Didn't <laughs> yeah, you guys hear about that? Yeah. John Elway. Said as something. a matter of fact, Case Keenum absolutely outdueled Teddy Bridgewater in that game. And honestly, you have to think Case Keenum had a little bit of extra fuel for his fire going up against the Broncos. I mean, it's not like they did him dirty or anything. He, he came here and we gave him a chance. He well, did what do you get, $15 million a year? Yeah. yeah, they did him real dirty. Yeah, but, but you have to think he, he was a little bit motivated. <laughs> did we to, give him 15 I think it was two years, $30 million, yeah, I believe. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. Did you hear the Case Keenum quote after when they had him on with like NFL Network? No. And they go, Case Keenum went up like four notches in my book and they go, Case, so what are you going to do to get ready if, if Baker Mayfield's not ready to go? And he goes, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. And then he mic dropped and he and oh. they like dapped him up and stuff. It was good. Nice. Oh, I yeah. love that. He should probably give some advice to Drew Locke. Unbelievable. That would be good. Uh, good for him to hear. Okay, there were a couple of bright spots. I do because it's been so bad. I do want to kind of make light of a couple of bright spots. And for me, it was seeing Cortland Sutton out there performing. Guys yeah. making great acrobatic catches on the sidelines. He really seems to week after week be feeling more and more comfortable with that knee. Now, interestingly enough, Cortland Sutton leads the NFL in air yards. So yards, you know, just literally just from right where you throw it to where you catch it. So nothing, no yards after carry, nothing like that, right? No yak? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No yards after catch, I mean, he's rather. Not, he's not a yacker. He's not uh, a big but, yak guy. But so on the flip side, you know what else is interesting? So he is, he's leading in air yards according to Pro Football Focus. On the flip side of it, he is... Um, he is dead or no, I'm sorry. He's also leading in yards that air yards that were incomplete caused by his quarterback. So, so pro football focus keeps track of how many yards were incomplete and it was the quarterback's fault. And, and the, the, Cortland Sutton, Teddy Bridgewater connection leads the entire league in incomplete yards. I feel like some of these categories for pro football focus is like back in high school or middle school when you had the math word problem and the words just kind of get jumbled in your brain as you're trying to make sense of it. There's so many like stipulations. The the most yards lost by the quarterback because there was pressure in his On face. a Wednesday and night. Right. And then, trust me, pro football focus does a great job. I am a big believer in their statistics. But this one this is why I'm crazy. not a this one's just I, incomplete passes. That I know, are but like whenever I hear it, I'm like, okay, incomplete passes because of the quarterback. And, no, and that's it. That's I, it. Period. Period. Rounding error. Period. That's it. Incomplete yards because of a quarterback. Air okay. yards. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. Yes. Sorry. I just, I just had to go there. Uh, you know, another bright spot on, on the Broncos was uh, uh, Jonathan Cooper came in for an injured Von Miller and actually looked really good. I, I think Jonathan Cooper actually made a really good case that he needs to see more snaps. He was in the, he was in case Keenum's face. He was beating his man. He was helping in the, in the run protection area in the run protection. He's not an offensive lineman, the run defense. Rather. Although it did kind of feel like that Broncos were protecting to make sure <laughs> that he could run. Yeah. Hey, this is a guy making his first career start. You want to give him some confidence, you it's know, good. it's a it's good, good friend right there. That's a good, no, friend. no, but, but so I thought he played well. He had, I think five QB hits, um, or five, five QB hurries, rather, three QB hits. He really, really played well. I would like to see him possibly come in a little bit for Malik Reed, who's not playing very well. Actually, that entire defensive line is not playing very well, but uh, I, I would like to see Jonathan Cooper Actually, come in. Just the defense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, you know what? No. All right. Oh. Another run of the bright spots is, is Patrick Sertan. 
He's been playing really well, and it's not just this whole game. It's all year. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. There it is. Time for stat of the week. Hear the music. Here we go. Pat Sertan this season has had 211 coverage snaps. Zero completions of 20 or more yards. 211 coverage snaps this season. He has not allowed a completion of 20 plus yards. Honestly, I have been very thoroughly impressed with what I've seen from him. And I think people get so caught up and overly critical over a play here, a play there that gets missed. But he is consistently in good position. And he's a physical corner, which you love to see from a kid coming out of college. He just looks huge on the field. I, I don't know what it is. Certain guys just look big. Um, but he looks big out on the field compared to the other DBs that they have. He is pretty big, too. I mean, I, I know, know, but he's only like he's like. 6'1", 200 pounds or something like that, 210. It's not like he's a massive guy. I mean, like like Patrick Peterson's, it's like 6'2", 6'3", something like that. So, I don't know. He just, he looks like he is eye-to-eye with receivers instead of what you normally see with corners. Right, Remember, like, Chris right. Harris Jr., that's like the little brother trying to hang on to the guy, you know? <laughs> he did yeah. a pretty good job at that, though. He does. Well, and, and obviously, Chris Harris was much better in the, in the slot than he was as an outside corner. I mean, he could do both. He wasn't a bad cornerback, but he really thrived in the slot where he could kind of get in space and, and hang with some of the faster guys, right? Yep. So anyways, no, but so, so Pat Shanahan, he, he is looking pretty good for the, for the Broncos. Still got to wait and see if Justin Fields will pan out because if he does, it doesn't matter what right. Sertan does for the and Broncos. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you Yeah, I think, the, I, I think like the positive for me is that Von Miller injury looked pretty gross. Looked like he was definitely done for. So I think the positive for me, if we're going to take a positive out of a horrible game, is the fact that Von Miller is, what are they saying, day-to-day? Day-to-day with yeah. an ankle. So. Granted, his knee like broken half. It looked like, and it was an ankle injury. So I consider that a stroke of good luck, good fortune, right? Yeah, uh, I have Vaughn on my fantasy team, and he's been killing me. So defensive players, how do you like that? For I, I love it. I love it. It adds a whole nother level of strategy that you don't get because people get so caught up, and I did. I, I picked up Vaughn Miller because I'm like, ah, he's going to have a huge year. But unless the guy's getting sacks, he's not really putting up points. So a lot of times it's those no name interior. You D think you would want like a either like a D lineman or like a like an outside linebacker? I feel so like in our league, the way that we do it, you have a, a D lineman, a linebacker, and a DB. Okay. So you get one at each level uh, and uh, Von Miller's considered a defensive lineman in, in that setting but I think it's fun because you know I just you want scoring right and so you can have that Monday night where you got a linebacker and you need 15 points and your linebacker gets a sack and like 10 tackles and there you go now you got your 15 points yeah we've got That's a league we've got a league that I'm in that you actually do, you don't have a kicker so if you need like the 13 bogus Justin Tucker points mm-hmm. that you know are going to happen, mm-hmm. you don't get it. So You know what we do in one league? We have what's called a kicker box. And everybody literally just goes and grabs a name out of a box. And on that is like a $5 gift card or like some candy or something like that, right? So there's always... You get a little goodie with it. Oh, wow. And then everyone just picks a random kicker. That way, nobody like reaches like some you know someone always reaches for like a kicker and i don't know it's it's, a, it's, it's just a cool idea for yeah, a position that doesn't sure. really matter if you were going to get rid of a position in fantasy football it would be kicker oh, just yeah. get it get oh, rid yeah of it. it's just, nice to not have the kicker actually it, look can i take that farther can we just get rid of the kicker in football 
Can we get rid of the? Can we get, can we get rid of kickoffs in football and just have them start okay, at the twenty-five? Okay, okay, let's let's roll with that idea though. Okay, so you get rid of kickers, so you only go for two. You have to go for two, and Be then awesome. you just get the ball at the twenty-five. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. And what like, about end the game scenarios where you want? I like uh, and no punning. Either. Well, no, no, I like. I like the punting. Just no, no kicking. Well, I like down the territory the whole way. You've got to kick a field goal, but it's <laughs> got to be 40 yards or longer. What about that? Oh, I, I feel like we're uh, getting into XFL. Yeah, we are. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Hold on. Can I just say the reason I don't like field goal kickers in the NFL, it just seems so silly to me that like the entire game comes down, like whether you win or lose an NFL game, the Super Bowl at times comes down to like this non-football playing guy like a guy that's still way bigger than all of us sure but but a guy that just like has a like a unique skill he's not even like he doesn't even play the sport he just kind of does his own unique thing you know a bunch of like soccer players it's like it's like it it would seriously be like okay we're gonna play baseball and if the game's tied at the end right the game's tied bottom of the ninth we're just gonna go out and see who can do the longest handstand like like no. why? It, it, I think it's that ridiculous. I really do. It's like it's okay, not football. Okay, here's here's what Easy. we're gonna do. we're gonna keep Easy. we're gonna keep kicking in the game. All keep right. everything right. as it is, but you can't carry an extra player to be your kicker. It has to be one of your starting Ooh. you know position players. Has Some of those guys kicker. can kick. I think. Yeah, I'm saying you could be be mm. good. I, that's where I'm going with it. Okay, Nick Sopris. Or maybe it was Connor. One of the two of you just texted me some breaking news. Who wants to break it? Dun, dun, dun. You can break it, Connor. All right. Well, uh, it's not really official, but the Houston Chronicle is just reporting that the Dolphins and the Texans have agreed to terms on a trade for Deshaun Watson. However, Miami owner wants legal issues resolved and clarity from the NFL on discipline. Okay, like my initial... In my initial reaction is like, wait, 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 wait. The Texans are gonna what? Let this play out? I I think you want to hit the open market if it plays out because if if the Dolphins are gonna just pull out of this if the legal stuff doesn't go right, why are you you know cornering yourself in there? Sure, they're saying the Texans will receive three first round picks, which oh, wow. is huge. But if the legal stuff is cleared up, I think that's the starting asking price i think you could even get more than well, that and i'm, get and I'm a little confused here we'll have to see i mean granted folks we're recording this on a tuesday night so we'll probably know way more information tomorrow or even later tonight uh but but going off of this it's hard to tell what they mean by that because the trade deadline is coming up it's november 2nd it's next right. week and, and so i can't i mean there's no way actually it's impossible for his legal issues to be resolved by november 2nd he, he has a hearing here in in february yeah so I what believe. does that mean then that like this is just like uh we're back to square one well like is it <laughs> is it like the whole like legal legal tampering period where you can come to terms on a deal but you actually can't sign the deal till after the league starts so know. these guys can come to a, a, a terms on a deal but yeah I don't know how that works because what? Yeah, what happens if it? I, I don't think anyone expects it to get resolved this year. But what happens if? No, he's, mid, still, he's still getting paid. Is mid December comes around. Getting paid. Mid December comes around, and Deshaun Watson is cleared of all allegations. Well, Would this trade so, go through this year? Well, so he has a hearing in February. Oh, on these things. Oh, I, I believe. Yeah, no, I, I believe. I believe in February is when. Okay, so there is like basically no possibility. I don't think there's him. any chance. No, okay. so I, I don't understand. So this would be a deal for next year. I, I see. I don't know. I, yeah, don't know I, I, what, I think that what that this I think is that such what a Texans means. move to yeah. do. Like, why would you 
back yourself into this corner. Let a bidding war happen come February if he gets cleared. Otherwise, this deal, it sounds like it falls uh, falls away anyways. And again, let's just be clear on who it is reporting this. It was the, the Houston Chronicle, and we're seeing it on Twitter here through Pro Football Network. Um, so... Let's see what comes. As Watch concert. Nick's just giving us a fake source. We're just, we're just blaring this out to all of you. And tomorrow That's right. We're look I like, like to put that out there. Okay. I, for me, I think, no, I think three first-round picks is more than fair for a guy that has – he's good. Definitely better than Tua. Your team sucks. So the team that he goes to definitely has at least one really good first-round pick. And then because this is a Colorado sports show, it definitely eliminates the Denver Broncos right. from – Deshaun Watson, and we are unfortunately stuck. Which, as of everything I was seeing over the weekend, that, that the Broncos were still very much in, involved and interested in quarterbacks. Not not specifically Deshaun Watson. I heard that they were interested in Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua is the one that really... Woof. So so kind of where, Woof. you know, piecing together, you know, you know, connecting the dots here where obviously Miami was in talks as we can see here with the Texans to get Deshaun Watson well then the then the talks moved to okay if you get Deshaun Watson what do you do with Tua and Broncos were rumored I, I heard it from Benjamin Albright I heard several others that uh you know came out with that information too that they said you know they were leaking that yeah absolutely the Broncos are interested in trading for Tua what would your guys's reaction be if the Broncos make a move for Tua Tungavailoa I mean it's just another another guy it, another, it just doesn't do anything for the Broncos it doesn't yeah it doesn't so move the you guys for me. you guys feel like Tua is not a guy that you expect to become an elite quarterback in the NFL me no 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 trick Trick. <laughs> trick. Trick. Also, trick or treat. Also, trick. Yeah. yeah. This I, is another sweet tart that I've been told is delicious. It's yeah, a lie. I, it's a, he's easy. This is the sticker that Jared's wife gives <laughs> out yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. To a Tagovailoa is the sticker. I just like don't get it. Like, <laughs> why would you trade all these? It does nothing. Do, do we know at all what that asking no, price is? No, I can't imagine it would be a lot. One, first okay. round, one second round pick. Sure, whatever. That's what I was going to say. If the first round pick is not, not on the table. So if you're talking... I'll a, do a third, I guess. A second, maybe it's a... a, a yeah, I think, Connor's pointing four or five of me. Oh, you're getting... Uh, he's getting at he's least getting a greedy. second. He's, he's getting, getting greedy. Dude, uh, Josh Rosen, after they drafted Kyler Murray, netted a third, okay? I could Tua do. is getting a second. Yeah. Would you... Sure. So you're, you would not getting do a, a second. second. I would what would you You want to make a bet right here on this show that he's okay. not getting above a second? He's all not right, getting right. a second. Okay. Loser has to get a Tua tattoo on... Oh, shh. I'm not <laughs> going there. Like, like TUA. You just got to get a little right, Tua wait, wait. tattoo. Wait, wait. Call me crazy. But how about like a six pack? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the only way I'm getting all six right, pack. Right, twelve pack. A twelve pack. Okay, uh, twelve pack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do a, a, right, a twelve pack. We're yeah, gonna go twelve not, pack. They're not getting a <laughs> good second year. Actually, no, crazy. no. We're gonna do a nice bottle of whiskey. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. Right. And then next, and then we can bring that back for our right. uh, our whiskey of the month. All right. And yeah, if he's not know. traded, then there's no it, no bet. It, it, he's definitely getting traded. But. I, I think he, he nets a second. But okay, so Connor, I'll ask you this question then. What what would you be willing to trade for Tua? Or is it the answer nothing? Uh, for me, the answer is pretty much nothing. I mean, I really wouldn't. I'm not interested. If I'm the Broncos, I am just starting over. And and that does not include Tua Tungavaloa. First of all, I don't trust lefties even though I am a lefty and you're a lefty. Yeah, it's so. funny. I think lefties trust lefties even less than righties <laughs> There's do. something we know. about those yeah, we, we know how we know. shady we are. <laughs> we know. Uh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't have any okay, faith and in Okay, and I actually Tua. tend to agree with you, Connor, when I first heard this, okay? I first heard over the weekend that the Broncos were in on this. I thought, man, 
if you can get a premium player, a guy that was drafted top 10 at least, if not top five, I don't I know. I believe he was six. Six, okay. Um, and you can get him for a second or third round or something like that. Yeah, there's value to that. But it's exactly what you just said there, that Broncos at some point have got to hit this reset button. If you go bring in Tua, what happens? Next year, what's going to happen? You got Drew Locke and you got Tua competing in camp. And you're running the same game we've seen year after year after year. At some point, you have to commit. Now, I will say the Broncos should be very deep. They should be Neck deep in their evaluation. I had to save myself there. I thought I'd be a little bit appropriate on that. (laughs) Neck deep on their evaluations of the 2022 quarterback draft class. If you are not sold on any of those guys, which at this point, a lot of people are talking it's probably not the greatest draft class coming out. If you're not sold on one of those guys, I say you pull the trigger, you make this move. If you can get them on the cheap, give it a chance. Why not? Why not throw a second round pick? Why not? Okay, for a guy, okay, for a top, for a, hang on for a top ten for a top ten drafted quarterback for a guy that you actually don't know if he's good or if he's not good because I believe he was hurt for I want to say six to seven weeks last last year this year he's been fine but why not throw I'm I'm not willing to give a first round pick but why not give a second round pick a third round pick for a guy that you actually don't know he can't possibly be any worse than what we have now I'd go a uh, I'd go a sixth and Von Miller. Ooh, dumping the contract, huh? Maybe. Actually, maybe he says he would do it, and then you say for sure he's like the guy in fantasy that like builds you up and calls <laughs> hey, you I'm with just, the trade, I'm not a believer and then ghosts Tua. you on a trade. I'm not a believer in Tua, man. But That's then, fine. but then again, t- t- okay. But then again, going on, you know, I've said this many times on this show. I do think that you need to just keep taking as many swings yeah, as you agree. can. And that's where, like, I won't be upset. I, I, I'm so torn with this because I agree. I think you have to shoot for the moon. Don't keep going. Ah. We'll give this guy a shot. We'll see what he can do. You know, I think you you when you when we're talking taking swings, swing big, man. Go trade up if you like one quarterback in there. Trade whatever you have to to go get that guy. Don't go. Well, we're probably going to end up at eight. I don't know that we're going to go get up to one to get a guy. We'll take two I'll, instead because we can get him for a value. I'll tell you this much: if the Miami Dolphins have already come to terms, if this is true, and they've come to terms with a huge big package true. for Deshaun Watson. Then I think that tells you everything you need to know about what the Dolphins think about Tua. They, sure. they, they took him with a, like you said, six overall pick. What? Not, not last year's draft, but the year before. Imagine, right? imagine not so, taking, imagine passing on Justin Herbert. Okay, but I, I do want to say, though, coming out that year, no scouts had Herbert ahead of Tua. Everybody questioned Herbert, his leadership skills, his Some ability. Oregon, right? Yeah, Oregon. exactly. His Oregon. ability to play in an NFL offense, to uh, you know, to mentally handle what you know, it takes. You know who Herbert. liked him? Everyone was wrong. You know who liked him? You did? No. Oh, okay. John Elway. John yeah, Elway liked him. I that, believe that was John did. Elway's guy. He he literally looks like Paxton Lynch when yeah. he put the helmet. Yes, on, exactly. Right? That is like not, John Elway's. We, we got to cut the show. If we're going to keep bringing like guys okay. like Paxton Lynch up. Like <laughs> we're, just, we're just pissing just, him yeah, off. Yeah. This is crazy. Okay, well, something that I know will get you so happy is we're going to do a, a very quick preview <laughs> of this uh, <laughs> game against the Washington Football Team. Let's go. Uh, the Broncos, the first thing that stood out to me when I was going to put together my notes is the Broncos are favorite. I get they're at home, but they're a favorite in this game. They have looked so bad. And yes, Washington is, I think, two and four on the year. Uh, they've kind of been a mixed bag. They've been in some games. They've 
got blown out in some games. I think they got blown out last week, but that surprises me. Nick, can you pull up the Washington injury report real quick? Yeah. Why, why you keep going? Oh, is it is it as bad as the Browns? No, no, I don't think it's no. So they are playing with their backup uh-huh. quarterback, uh, Tyler Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. 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 I'd go for a Heineke right now. Mm. He's playing well. Yeah, and he's a guy that I think was competing for that starting job. Um, it was uh, uh, Fitzpatrick, right? That was start Fitz of the year. Magic. Fitz Magic. So you can't beat out Fitz Magic. I mean, that's just a thing. That guy does it every year. So Gibson's out, right, Nick? Gibson, as of right now, is questionable. Okay. Oh, great. Another um, new running back that's going to Yeah, he's questionable. Terry McLaurin uh, has a hamstring injury. Okay, there you go. Ricky Seals-Jones, they don't have an update on him. And then you've got a couple linemen uh, that are definitely out. So Curtis Samuel is also out, who is wide receiver. But definitely, you know, you've got one, two, three linemen, two, two of which are out, and then a couple D tackles and DNs that are questionable. Okay. So do you like them as a favorite? I do not. <laughs> I think I think the Broncos are going to lose this game, but but I'll say this: the Broncos need to win this game. If there was ever a game this season so far that that like the Broncos absolutely have to have, it's this game. This coaching staff needs it. Teddy Bridgewater needs it. The defense needs it. Broncos country needs it. Right? I mean, if you you're talking okay. You lose this game against the Washington football team, and you extend this losing streak to five losses. It's over. It is over. You, you're talking. You have to get seven wins somehow to make the playoff. I mean, and, it and is also, over. And, and talking about playoffs, and <laughs> and also look at the schedule after they they yes. play Washington. Oh, they yeah. go to Dallas, then they host Loss. the Eagles. That's okay. a win. That's a fifty-fifty. Uh, the Eagles, is a and then they game. host the Chargers. Then they Loss. go to the Chiefs. Lost. I could beat the Chiefs. Oh, it Lost. could get ugly, guys. We we no, see because be... the way you beat the Chiefs is by intercepting the ball, and we don't like to get. <laughs> all right, all right. I was so. trying to be optimistic. All right, yeah. plus, plus your offense has to score points. So for for me, in gambling, the way that the points are structured is you generally speaking get three points for being at home. So in essence, this is a pick'em. So nobody knows. Contrary to what you just said, Jared, the Washington. Green Bay game last week was actually a lot closer than the score would indicate. Taylor Heineke should have had a t- tutty in the end zone. They had a weird call where he like dove for it, but you give yourself up. It's like a, a, a rule. So he was short. He also he can run a little bit. Yeah, he can run. But what I'm saying is the game was a lot closer than the score would indicate. Maybe that's more indicative of, of the Packers because they also struggled against the uh, the Bears. That said, if it's a true pick with Jerry Judy back, maybe that's the X factor. I think this game is going to be pretty low scoring and pretty boring. I am so confident that the Broncos will not win this game. Like it, there is almost no doubt in my mind the Broncos go lose this game. I, I am <laughs> at that point with this team. You've lost all the hope. I have lost all hope. What I've watched on there. I mean, it's not. It's because you know one of the things that we talked about a lot going into the season is take out the quarterback and the Broncos are a pretty darn talented team. And I'm just not seeing it. The offensive line doesn't <laughs> look good. I mean, the the defense just as a whole. I think seriously, Patrick Sertan is probably the one bright spot that you can point out on this defense. Everyone else looks terrible they're underperforming uh, i i just what what hope do you have what faith do you have that they're going to go play well and still no bradley chubb like what it's just 
Yeah, what is the update with that? Where is he at with his his injury? I believe he's what two to four weeks out. They, he had Still. that arthropo- uh, that's arthroscopic right. he had the surgery. surgery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just it's just been one thing after another, and not that every team isn't hurt, but can we just get something to point to and really build off of? Well, that's I, what I think is the now, most. And now we got Purcell who's out with a hand injury this game. Now, granted, he's not playing very well. I mean, he has not been playing very well, but that's just another, you know, uh, another knock in the boots, as you as you say. It's a, it's just another reason why I I think this game's game's going to be tough. So we all have the Broncos losing. I do, and I'll tell you this much. Yeah, if the Broncos lose, <laughs> if the Broncos lose, it is absolutely time to switch out Drew Locke with for for Teddy Bridgewater. I think you try and do everything you can to trade Teddy Bridgewater. What do you get for Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, you might get like a fourth, fifth. Oh, you're going to tell you're so gonna you, actually, you won't yeah. give oh, a, yeah, a six exactly. for Tua. Oh, my God. But you'll give a fourth yeah, for correct. Teddy okay. Bridgewater exactly. with right. no upsides. All, right, all, right, all, right, all right, Let me take it back. Let's go six. Yeah, take it let's all back. Six. Take it all back. No, you could get Can some, we rewind no, this you, podcast? No, what's going to happen is you'll trade Teddy Bridgewater and a seventh, and you'll get a sixth back. So what did Joe Flacco just go for? I don't think he went. Let's let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. Look I, it up. I don't know how you so, can possibly. So no. here's okay. Here's my reasoning. Okay, here's my reasoning. Yeah, I can't wait. My reasoning is, if there is a team out there that feels like they are in a place where they are competing for a playoff spot, but they just need a quarterback to not screw up. I'm looking at someone like the Carolina Panthers, right? Who just traded him to us. You think right. they're going to go trade him, trade hey, him back for Yeah, him? listen. They're already paying $7 million of his salary. <laughs> right, this is true. They're, they're paying $7 million of Teddy's salary. Why wouldn't they consider maybe okay. taking him back? I will throw out a team that I think makes a ton of sense to trade for him if you can get him out of value. And that's the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? You're not bringing him in as a starter, but we saw what happened to a right, good right, Cowboys right, right. team when Dak went down. That's a good That's a good call. I, like I, that. I think he fits in. I mean, he's no Dak, but I think he could fit into that offense and perform better than what we're seeing right now. Um, but I think that's the type of thing I think you see. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a sixth. I think that's probably a fair evaluation so, to get a sixth for him. So the Jets sent a sixth round draft pick to the Eagles. Okay, but that's the Jets. It doesn't count. So but so I think you could probably get like a sixth for Rick So Hunter. So uh, going all the way back, do you actually still think that we could not you get uh, Tua for any less than a second round pick? I think it, it's not going to be a second. I think it'll I be think, third, fourth. I think it'll be a second. Absolutely not. If, they, if anything, they're going to ask for, or absolutely agree, okay. they're not going to ask for anything Good. other. Good. We will have a 12-pack on this show one way or the other. All right, Modelo. <laughs> okay, good to know. I'll take a Modelo on good ice. No, and when I'm right, I will take a 12 pack from each of you. Okay. Okay, yeah. but if you lose, you have to get a 12 pack for each of us. Ah, ah, is that how that works? Yeah. That's how this works. <laughs> I like this. I like All right. This. So I think I think if the Broncos lose, it's time for a quarterback change. I think at that point. Uh, you know, so so look at the Broncos' moves. They've made a couple minor moves at the trade deadline. Brought in an outside linebacker. Uh, yeah, they brought in linebacker. Kenny Young, which I do think is worth noting. They traded for the Rams because they need help at the linebacker position. They didn't. He's a starter. What do they got? Is, six, six linebackers on the IR. I think it's six. I and the guys they're playing out there, I actually think I could compete with. <laughs> That that is false. That is absolutely, <laughs> that false. is a trick. Damn oh, it, a trick, <laughs> trick for sure. Uh, so I think though. You know, we'll see. We'll see what those those trades do. But so you just look at the read between the lines. Look at the communication. That's basically what that tells us is that the Broncos are still making moves for this year. They are still trying to put themselves in position to win football games this year. They're that's so what it tells delusional. me. And so, so I don't think this is what's going to happen. Right. I don't think I, I, I can't see this happening based off of this based off of that. But 
If you lose this game, I think you put Drew Locke in and you try to trade away as many assets as you possibly can. Like I'm not talking like the people like I'm not talking about people that you could see building for your future. Sure, You're not sure. going to trade Sertan right now, right? I'm talking about you know Von Miller. Yeah, my on an expiring contract might have a little value. Go play somewhere. I think uh, okay. So let's let's ask that question real quick. What what Broncos would have value that you trade? I think Von Miller's probably at the top of that list of guys you'd be willing to trade. You got Kyle Fuller. Might be up there. Do you think? Uh, I think his value is so low right you, now. I agree with you. Jerry. Yeah, but I think you could get something. Yeah, I think you could get but something. It, yeah, for him. especially because he's expired. But at that, at that point, you're paying pennies on the dollar, right? So then, but that's yeah, what but, but you're going to give him a garage sale, baby. Yeah, I'm just, telling you, I'm telling you, this is a garage sale. Okay, <laughs> if if the Broncos lose this game, we are in the pennies on the dollar market, in my opinion. That's what we should do. Let's just trade all of our expiring contracts to the Dolphins for Tua. What do you say? Oh, well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> hey, either way, and then and then I think I think. Once you try and go on your pennies on the dollar sale, then I think you absolutely make a coaching change up to and including firing Vic, Vic Fangio. Uh, you, uh, changes have to be made. If you lose this game, it's over. I, I, everything has to change. Okay, this is what you're saying you want. Do you think it will actually happen? Like, do we actually no, think? I no, think I, I think Vic I gets fan. I, I think I think Shermer's gone sooner than later. I do. I think that is. He, I think he's the scapegoat that you you you. Throw out maybe it's a uh, uh, is it Don, Donatello is that the the uh, Ed Donatello D- the D coordinator Donatello yeah he's not gonna fire him because he's not even calling the plays yeah. everyone knows that yeah everyone but as long as Vic as long as Vic gets to make the decisions he will get rid of everyone he has to to try to keep his regardless job. Vic is gone at the end of the year whether it's at the bye week whatever this is it okay especially I, if they lose against I, Washington and then at that point then what you're you're on a landslide of seven eight losses then you're four and eight four and nine then what okay I want to throw out a, a scenario that most Broncos fans will condemn me for okay but is there any thought to uh, realizing that Vic is the worst coach you could have to try to win games, he, you know. So maybe if we're trying to get a higher pick, you you keep Vic around so that <laughs> yeah. you lose games. Maybe you put Drew Locke in because he is less likely to win you games than Teddy Bridgewater is. I mean, I'm not saying you outwardly come out and say these things, but maybe. <laughs> yes, the tin foil, Jared and his tin foil. I get you. I hear you, Jared. I think George Payton would be coming at this thing more of. Um, Oh, what I would like to see George Payton do, and again, it might not be aligned with what I actually think he's going to do, but what I would like to see him do is is fire Vic Fangio at some point in season, put you know Mike Munch- Munchak, Munchak in, makes okay, sense. see with Drew Locke and Mike Munchak if you feel like anything is there, right? Likely not, but but just see, right? Then you can make an informed decision as a GM of this team. You can make an informed decision next year. Okay, Mike Munchak, you're not the guy either. So then you can automatically eliminate one of these guys who might be in the running for head coach sure. next year, right? Shouldn't be, but sure. Uh, shouldn't be, but he but he might be. He very well he might be. He was last time. He, yeah, and, and he's, he's a head coaching candidate that, that some teams are after. So, you know, I think they do that. I That is, <laughs> from, from a long-term fan perspective maybe maybe it is maybe we ride it out with Vic maybe we we uh lose as many games as we can go into this terrible quarterback class and try and grab one from the the pile Jared off the top of your head take a deep breath who would you rather have Vic or Vance Oh my God, <laughs> Vance! I think there is think some too. upside. I think, I think uh, Vance too could be a decent head coach in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the grass mm. is greener. Not. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know. The grass is dead and dying. Um, I actually side. did have a different conspiracy theory I was going to throw at you guys, okay, and, ready, and, and I think it's still relevant because it had to do with Sean Watson. Okay, that if 
these uh, the, these rumors are true and confirmed that uh, some new information is going to strategically be leaked regarding the allegations against Deshaun Watson just to make sure he doesn't end up getting traded. Okay? The, the allegations leaked originally right when he demanded a trade. And now all of a sudden everything's gone quiet. People are talking he might actually get to play this year if he were to if he were to get traded. Now something new is going to come out to prevent that from happening. Okay, Miami Dolphins uh, owner says, eh, "I want to make sure these things get cleared up." Boom! Something's going to hit him in the face. Did you just karate <laughs> chop I, your microphone? <laughs> <laughs> That's how aggressive it's going to be. This information. All right, Terrence. <laughs> okay, That's good. I, li- I like that point. Yeah, that's now, cute. <laughs> now just um, <laughs> run that way. For a few thousand miles, and you'll fall off the edge of the earth, too. I Actually, Kyrie and I were going to go uh, <laughs> yeah, do that yeah, later yeah. on. <laughs> okay. Before we get out of here, guys, we have to do... Oh, we yeah. have to talk our Red Rock Sports Weekly ah, Draft. Almost because forgot. I finally won! He's back. Even if it was a tie, okay? Last week, we had a three-stat category... Well, I don't know what the hell you call it. Uh, what was more? Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. I like that. <laughs> Broncos touchdowns. There were two. Connor picked that. Turnovers by the Broncos offense. Only one. Only one turnover. Mm. Okay. Soaps. You missed out on that. Mm. And I had sacks allowed, which was two as well. I really, really thought they were going to get that third one. But I do get the win there. I'm calling it a win. It's not a tie. I'm calling it a win. That gives... Connor, thank you, thank you, everyone out there. I appreciate it. You know, I just want to give, uh, you know, give all all glory to God and my family <laughs> and everything. I, I gotta say, I, I just whatever your religious beliefs or how much you care about your family, I'm so sick of that being the first two things that everyone. Well, all glory to God, and my family, and everyone else. Now I want someone to get up and be like, yeah, I so much, I kick so much ass, I am the best I, player. I am ever. so good at this sport. I am so unbelievable. I like to good. thank all my hard work. <laughs> I wake up at five every day and work out. I wake up and piss excellence. Yeah. So, so where's our scoreboard at? We got three. Uh, Connor's at three. Uh-huh. Put soaps at two, and Jerry. It's on the scoreboard, mm. baby. Mm. Okay, so this week we're going to have a little bit of fun too um, because I'm so frustrated at the lack of rushing for the Broncos, okay? I'm going to throw out the question of how many rushing yards for the Broncos, okay? Your three options are 0 to 49 yards, which I think they had like 43 last week, just for reference, uh, 50 to 99 yards or 100 yards or more. Soaps. You were last in last place last week, so you get to go first. I'm going to go 50 to 99. 12 carries a game, 18 carries a game. It don't matter. We ain't getting 100. Okay. Um, I'm going to go second because I'm in last place Do overall. It. Do it. Um, I'm going to take 100 yep. plus, yep. okay? Way up, yeah. I, I think... The odds of them going under 50 yards two oh, weeks in a row. You're shafting me. Uh, hey, <laughs> you're winning. We, we got to cut, head up. Up. Head, we gotta, cut the head off the <laughs> snake. Hey, we're, we were talking parody earlier, and on the Red Rock Sports Weekly yeah. Draft, we like parody mm-hmm. too, okay? Mm-hmm. So we want to even out the score. We don't want to let you run away yeah, with something's it. Fishing. Something fishy is going on over there, Jared. I don't like I'm getting <laughs> shafted. So I'll take bit. zero to 49, hey, a.k.a. Nice pick, Connor. Nice pick. We Thank all you. just talked about how the Broncos were going to get their asses kicked by the Washington football team, so maybe they're throwing Take 200 plus yards? Instead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you that. You get zero to 49 and you get 200 plus. Okay. So I'll take 100 to 199. Yeah. Like perfect. It. All right. <laughs> At least it gives me like a fighting chance. Sure. <laughs> sure. I don't think that's really helping you. Any. <laughs> 
All right, guys, that does it for us today. Uh, hope you all have a great Halloween out there. Be smart, be safe, enjoy yourselves, and dress up. Have fun. Don't be that lame guy who shows up to a party without a costume. Definitely okay? a treat. You can always pull the uh, the Jim Halper and just be a three-hole punch. Don't ever forget that. So yeah. you can wear a white shirt, three black pieces of paper. So easy, okay? Everyone have fun out there. We'll see you guys next week.